I've got some. Uh, I got some uh, local brewery uh, beer today. This is gonna fucking suck. All right, cheers. Cheers. It's bourbon. <laughs> no, this right. is Captain. It's not bourbon. Oh, okay. Uh, I the difference. <laughs> well, we're, welcome to welcome to Bourbon and Bud in May. Minus Alex, unfortunately, he's stuck at work. So, gonna run the episode without him, and we've got our boy Ro here. Uh, Ro was on, I think, episode three. I want to say. Um, oh yeah. He writes for MMA Sucker. Um, you can get him on Twitter at Romelo Reyes, I think. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> R-O-E-M-E-L-L-O-R-E-Y-E-S. You can also, if you're on YouTube, see his name spelled right there at the bottom. So, oh. I'm Knuckles back again, like always. <laughs> Go ahead and get started here. I uh, had a couple things to talk about. We'll just start with uh, just a quick rundown of uh, everything that happened this past weekend. Um, nothing too exciting. We just had uh, PFL on Saturday. We had Gamebred on Saturday, and we had Bellator on Friday. Um, Bellator was a whole lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be. I mean, there was a lot of finishes. Um, that that heavyweight knockout uh, in the main event was kind of nasty. I'm not going to was wild. Um, PFL was wildly, wildly underwhelming. Um, that I would rather watch paint dry probably than watch that again. Um, PFL is usually really good. They push the finishes cause it gets you more points, but they, uh, they didn't send out the email to that, to those fighters before, before that. Card. No, for real. Nobody. Um, no. And then game bread was, eh, it was okay. It was what we thought it was going to be. I would say. Um, yeah. I don't know. What was your take, Knuckles, on the weekend? Um, yeah, PFL was just. I mean, I don't, I don't like to say this about the PFL because I actually like them, unlike Bellator. But PFL was worse than Bellator this this week, and it was, um, yeah, it was almost like horrendous. I guess is the word I could use. It just was not good. I didn't enjoy very much of it. There was very seldom, like, I don't even know if there was a fight that I really enjoyed. Lochnane and and uh, Mariah's fight was, I guess, okay, because Lochnane absolutely decimated his leg. Um, but the Wilkinson fight sucked. Even, I mean, he just grounded him the whole time. Um, yeah, and every, every fight that was supposed to be four points, nobody went for the finish. There was, like, maybe... <laughs> I don't even know. Is there like there wasn't really very many finishes going on? Um, but uh, then yeah, yeah um, 
And yeah, game bread boxing wasn't bad what I caught of it. I was I was watching more of the PFL, so I didn't really catch a whole lot of it. But what I did catch, I caught the tail end of the Aldo and Stevens fight. It wasn't bad. Um, the Jacare and uh, Belfort fight was just two old men, two old men thrown. And honestly, uh, Jacare looked a lot better at boxing than I thought he would. You know, with a guy who was known for his stand up game. And um, I mean, this is a ground game. Or no, uh, against a guy that's no. Oh, 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 yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, you're right. Yeah. That was uh, Java. Yeah. Totally agree. Jacare looked way better than I thought he would. Yeah. But yeah, I was gonna say it'll be interesting to see if Jacare goes and fights some, you know, get some more people that he might be able to beat. And then uh, Pettis versus Roy Jones was just an example that Father Time comes for everybody, you know. And uh, Roy Jones legitimately should have won that fight, and I think he very, I think he probably could have like pretty easily, but he didn't. He didn't um, didn't pull the trigger. He looked like very much like Tyron Woodley in that fight, just sitting back too much. So, yeah, that was pretty much my take on him. Cool. Ro, what did you uh, take away from the weekend? Yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. Like, this is the opportunity to, you know, shine as a, as a different promotion while the UFC was gone and not much happened. I mean, Bellator gave us – Absolute dog shit. What was it again? Golm versus James. James literally had one fight in Bellator before this. Um, he beat a prospect, so good on him. And now he beat Golm. I missed the knockout. I gotta go watch that. And it's pretty nice. He hit him. Ooh, that he uh, hit him and stunned him with an uppercut. I think it was. And then yeah. the follow up shot to, to put him on the ground was pretty nasty. He was like a nasty like hook um but uh you know another thing another big reason uh why for one the ufc didn't put on anything this weekend and uh you had bellator and putting on an underwhelming card uh pfl doesn't really have that up that choice because they do a season so they've got to get fights they've got to make them happen um was because of wrestlemania too i think because they're a lot of the times a lot of times they're not but a lot of times they are uh, fighting, you know, for the same audience, especially with an event like WrestleMania, um, it would be stupid business to put on a card that could actually potentially do numbers, especially if you're a, a you know, a promotion like Bellator or PFL that, re- or I guess not PFL because they don't have a choice, like I said, but if you're Bellator to put on a big card that weekend is insanely risky. I guess it didn't really matter as much because it was a Friday night and WrestleMania started Saturday, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think still, um, I think Friday night cards in general too are just not going to be watched as much as uh, True. Saturday night cards for whatever reason. I don't really know what that is, but it seems like that's kind of the case. So I think that had you know something to do with it too, but I do agree. It's kind of both you guys. It was uh, underwhelming, but I mean I I did expect more from PFL, and Brendan Lochnane did look great. I love that guy. I really wish he was in the UFC, but I don't know if that'll ever happen. Well, they, I was he was he the one that was on the Contender Series, and they turned him down. You know why it said he was too boring or something? But I mean, look at the guy. And now he could probably beat like a lot of your at least top. Dude. Like he could beat people in the top fifteen, top ten. He would give a lot of people trouble too. I think, but I think he'd be in the top ten. Top ten, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think so. I mean, he faced Bubba uh, Jenkins, who's one of the best, not best, but one of the better wrestlers in MMA. At least. Hey, that was a that was a surprising fight. A lot of people, mm-hmm. I think, going into that had a. He was Chris the Bay. underdog, wasn't he? 
Yeah, uh, I think it was like a minus. It was pretty. Fair, it was fairly close. I don't think it was like minus one eighty something, one ninety something. I think it wasn't. It think, wasn't massive. I just think people are now, especially, they're gonna have to realize just how good Brendan. It wasn't that Bubba Jenkins was bad in the Brendan Lockman fight. It's just mm-hmm. that Brendan Lockman's kind of that good. I don't know yeah. if anybody's gonna be able to beat him in that division. Um, to be honest, Mowlid, Mowlid's back. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'll say he's. He's one of them. That would be a good fight. I was gonna say the PFL has interesting, you know, they're the future for like certain divisions are interesting. I think that um I mean, you know, like I don't know, that and that division could be interesting because Bubba Jenkins was good. Um uh, uh, good. Um Lochnane's good. Marais just needs to retire. Don't know why he's still <laughs> why he's still there. Yeah. And then, you know, and uh, light heavyweight could be interesting, but I just think it's going to be the Rob Wilkinson show, obviously, because Tiago Santos was probably his biggest competition, and we saw how that went, you know. So, um, uh, that was interesting. I missed that one. I missed most of the fights. It was just him holding him down for three rounds. Yep. Wow. Pretty wow. much just how all the fights went. Um, Another thing I saw too. This is kind of like unrelated. I didn't have it in the notes. I just just thought about it. Did y'all mm-hmm. see? There's rumors of uh, Bellator's welterweight champion uh, Yaroslav S. Amosov coming to the UFC. Hmm. Oh, there is rumors of it. I mean, he could be champion. Rumors, I'm not kidding. Like he he could. I think I would honestly, if you put him up against Leon tomorrow, I'd probably pick him. I'm not lying. He's, he's good. That, he's that fucking good, dude. God damn it! Oh, that's just we need it. another, we need another, uh, another Eastern European wrestler to come and take over. Yeah, and he's Man. Ukrainian, so he's pissed off probably in general. So, oh, dude, I'd love to see a fight between like him and uh, Hamzat or him and Shavkat. That would be wonderful. Yeah, he would be another another one of them, really. Um, yep. Because the way that he, um. Logan Storley, right? That was the last fight, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Was it Storley? Yeah, because Storley was the interim. Um, I didn't get to see the fight live, but uh, the highlights I watched, he just fucking... It was just him all day, you know? Yeah. Do you know much about that guy, Ro? Not really. I haven't watched him live. I, you know, I know he has the Sambo background. He's, you know, been pretty dominant, undefeated. He was fighting in a war, so... Part of the reason I didn't watch him in recent memory. Um, yeah, he's beaten Logan Storley twice. He's beaten Douglas Lima, um, David Rickles, Ed Ruth. So, I mean, he's got, like, some some decent wins, especially Douglas Lima and Logan Storley twice. So, he's 27-0, and 0, by the way, I think. That's no, what's not. most impressive. That's yeah, what's yeah, most yeah, impressive yeah. for me is he's 27-0. and 0. Like, he's 29 – and he's 27 and 0. That just that doesn't that just doesn't happen very often. You know, because Shavkat and Hamzat are around the same age, but they're only like what Hamzat's like 11, 12 and 0. Uh Shavkat's uh, like 15 or 16 and 0 now. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. Give or take. Uh sounds about right. Um, another one that wasn't really in the notes as much, but it's it today like got rumors, so I didn't have time to put it in notes. And I mean, I'm sure y'all have opinions on this one. Uh it seems like they might do uh, Dustin Poirier and uh, Ju- Dustin Poirier and Justin Gaethje next. 
I know uh, Dustin Poirier tweeted out today something, but I know Gaethje said he wants the fight. He said he would take the fight. He said he thinks that Dustin would take the fight, but he says that uh, some people that are around him don't think that Dustin would take the fight. But I don't. Dustin is about money fights right now. I could definitely see him taking that. And Dustin tweeted today, ten hours ago, that he uh, tweeted "fight of the century" with a period. So maybe. yeah, I mean. But uh, if that does get announced, early thoughts, Knuckles, what do you think, man? Um, that's hard to tell because I thought Justin was going to beat him the first time, you know. I mean, and that was a fuck. That was a great fight, honestly. Of between those two, they're both in really exciting fights all the time. Um, that's actually probably one of my favorite Justin Gaethje fights. Period. Just because it it was just they're both so good. Like I always considered them. Not like in the ranking wise, but like their style. It's like one A, one B, two of the most exciting and violent dudes in that in that division. And I think that if they both fought a uh, hundred times, they'd both win fifty, just because they the the violence that they put out. Um, and it just really depends on what version of Justin Gaethje we get. If he goes in there and just starts brawling, because that's what he got. He got, you know, I mean, he hurt Dustin a lot in that first fight, but. Um, they, that was also back in 2017, I believe. So, um, you know, we're looking at six years later. Um, I feel like Justin, if he fights like he did in the, in the Fazeev fight, I think he went where he just fights intelligent. But, um, man, I, I, I hate saying it, but I'd probably pick uh, Dustin Poirier. I mean, I, I, I would Rather Gaethje win just because I like him better, but I, I can't sit here and lie. It probably it's probably going to be Dustin. Yeah. Ro, what, what would you uh, kind of think about something like a fight between them two? I agree. I agree with Knuckles. I think Dustin would probably win. I think um, one of the advantages in the last fight was the light kicks, right? And something that Dustin applied and notices noticed um, from his last fight and he used against Connor. Um, I think he, you know, has that down pat. My only issue is that Dustin hasn't exactly fought the same caliber of opponent that Gaethje has fought recently. Um, who has Gaethje fought recently? It's been Fazeev, a high-level striker. Charles Oliveira, um, Michael Chandler, um, and well, Michael Chandler is what they have in common, and, yep. and that's my thing. I think Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor aren't as um, good fighters compared to Fazeev, at least if you're going to stand up with him only. Um, and then uh, Charles Oliveira, I think like those are like higher level. They're more active. They're more about it. They've been in the, you know, the, the top five. You know, Connor's like, is he in the top fifteen still? I don't think so. And then I think Chandler, he's ranked. I think, like like eight or nine. I think they have. Oh yeah, still. I think he is actually. Yeah, he's ranked. Yeah, that's why I don't look at your C rankings. And then yeah, no, go <laughs> on, look at like MMAfighting.com or make your own one of those two. Don't go off of the UFCs because it's dumb. 100. Ranking MMA is a really good website too. Yeah, like if it's a committee of people who you know, MMA fighting is a solid one, and then um. And then, yeah, um, Michael Chandler, he got his ranking off of um, Dan Hooker. Let's not forget. Where's Dan Hooker? <laughs> at that time, now, I was going to say, at that time, Dan Hooker wasn't terrible. I mean, he had just, like, right. Dustin Hooker, Poirier, you got to think, who, who, who made 
uh, Dan Hooker the shell of himself that he is today. Doesn't bore you. You know, yeah. that's the thing, too, is that Justin Gaethje also knocked him the fuck out, though. Like, I mean, pretty – wasn't that – was that Hooker? Or am I thinking of Edson Burgoyne? Oh, I'm thinking I of Edson. I don't think – yeah, Justin thought Dan Hooker, I don't think. Yeah, I'm thinking of Edson Barbosa when Edson was running away and, and Justin – yeah. Mm. But, yeah, you are. Yeah. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they fought a lot of the same guys. If you look at it, they both fought Charles Oliveira. They both fought Eddie Alvarez. They both fought Chandler. Um, God – I mean, they both Dustin fight. finished Chandler. And that's the thing. Well, Dustin fin- finished Chandler. Um, Gaethje probably could have had he not, yep. you know, went brawl. Uh, right. Well, that's – so that's a – yeah. Well, this is an old – this is this is an old one, but they both fought Eddie Alvarez. Um, Dustin fought him twice, arguably. Well, one uh, ended with an illegal knee, um, and then the other one, uh, Dustin finished him, where Justin fought him and Eddie finished him. But I think – that's before Eddie kind of fell off the rails, you know. Um, so yeah. Oh, and then they also both fought Michael Johnson too, and you know, we know how that we know how that. <laughs> I mean, again, these are years ago, but it's just it's crazy that these two are like. I feel like out of any fighter, you know, everybody always connects uh, Dustin and Connor, but I really feel like Justin and Dustin are like connected by like fate. Seriously. Yeah. So I guess to play devil's advocate uh, to a couple of points that you both made, um, what Rose said about, you know, uh, Justin Gaethje fighting, um, you know, more relevant skill-wise currently opponents um, other than Chandler because they both have that guy in common. But uh, to that point, I would say you could also see that favoring Dustin in a way because Justin has taken a whole lot more damage than, uh, than Dustin has in his last few fights. I mean, let's Fazeev was hitting him. I mean, he didn't, he took some shots. Um, you got to think about Charles Oliveira dropped him a couple times. I think definitely had him, had, had him chinned. Um, I mean, Chandler and him just traded fucking bombs for 20 or 15 minutes. So, you know, he took some damage in that fight too. Um, and when you look at Dustin Poirier, yeah, in the in the and the second Connor fight, he did, you know, he got hit a couple times. I think he got stunned a little bit, and Chandler stunned him a little bit. But I just think comparably, comparably, sorry, um, the two of them over the last few fights, Dustin has taken significantly significantly less damage than uh, than Justin Gaethje has, I would say. So I mean, I definitely lean Dustin Poirier in that one. Um, uh, and to ca- and, and like I said, both of y'all had points. Uh, just to play devil's advocate to what you had said, Knuckles about it depends on which Justin Gaethje shows up. For the most part, and I'm not saying completely, but for the most part, the same Dustin shows up every time on Fight Night. I mean, I think he's a much cleaner striker than uh, Justin Gaethje. He has gotten into brawls before. I mean, he got into a brawl with uh, uh, Dan Hooker, and he's had he had brawling moments with uh, with Michael Chandler. But I think one thing uh, that Dustin has that's very important, especially at this stage in their careers, where they're both probably a little bit more chinny than they were the first time they fought. Um, I think it's it's uh, Dustin's fight IQ because he is willing to take a fight to the ground if he needs to. Um, like he finished, you know, Michael Chandler via submission, 
So I mean, he need, he knows what he has to do sometimes, and he has he has nasty chokes. Um, and I just think that probably if I had to guess, the fight IQ is going to make the difference, and I could see uh, Dustin either winning a probably a decision in this one, or maybe even like subbing him. I, I could see, but I hope to God that fight gets made because who doesn't want to see it? You find me one MMA fan that doesn't want to see that fight. I don't. You know, so. I agreed with everything except for the part where you said Dustin subs him because I don't think I don't think or uh, I just I think the only reason Dustin even subbed Chandler is because Chandler was just gone. He like he was done. He was cooked. He was gassed. He's, he blew his fucking wad in the first round and had to take him down in the second one, and he had nothing left. Um, and I think that Justin has a better gas tank now. If it's five rounds. Which it, I don't think it will be. It'll be a th- it'll be three rounds on a on a main card because those two guys are past uh, fight nights. But if yeah. it's five rounds, yeah. I, if it's five rounds, I could see him subbing. But I would lean more towards a striking finish. But but yeah, no. sorry, that, I get fired up about that fight. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm excited, man. No, I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Um, let's see. Uh, next up, we just had a uh, fight get announced between um, Michelle Pereira and Wonder Boy early June, June seventh, maybe or something like that. June uh, first week of June, I think. Uh, that's a good one. Um, June tenth, I believe it was. Uh, that's a that's a uh, different one for Wonder Boy, um, just because Pereira's style is so crazy. Uh, he uses a lot of capoeira. Uh, in his MMA game, he stopped doing it as much recently. He doesn't do as much of the, you know, fucking stupid front flip kick, front front flip kicks and stuff. Um, but I really, I favor Wonder Boy in that one, um, just because he's, I mean, the best striker, pure striker in that division probably. And I don't know that Pereira's uh, wrestling can keep up um, to. Uh, Wonder Boy's ability to keep a fight on the feet, but if it does get to the ground, I think I mean anybody that gets Wonder Boy to the ground, Wonder Boy's in trouble. So uh, I lean Wonder Boy in that one, but I'd probably have to think about it more um, to make like a real opinion. I would say probably Wonder Boy if I had to make a pick, but it it'll probably be a close fight. I don't know. What do you think about that, Knuckles? Yeah, I'm. I- I think it's going to be. A, I, I just, I don't see Michelle Pereira trying to uh, wrestle. I mean, he could because he's trying to get to a title. Um, but uh, no, more or less, I, I think it's going to be uh, another Wonder Boy masterclass. Um, Nude's agent, like a fine wine, is striking just like better and better. All the, like when he's on the feet, it just looks so good. So uh, yeah, I mean, unless unless uh, Michelle um, shows a new wrinkle to his game. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Wonder Boy all day. Probably, I could, I think he could finish him because again, Michelle's pretty susceptible to gassing. Um, and I think when he gets hit enough to the body and the head, like switch kicks and shit like that, something's going to catch him. He's going to kind of just fall, you know. And so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Wonder Boy probably like late second to early third uh, round. Knockout. Is that a, is that a main event? It doesn't matter. It's going to be late second, early third. I don't think, I don't think it's a main event. Okay. 
yeah, either way, I say, even if it was a five, even if it was a five rounder, I still think he could finish. <clears throat> so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Ro, what do you think about that one? Yeah, I'm just looking through Michelle Pereira's career and looking at some stuff that like are important for Wonder Boy fights, like your takedown ability, and um, you know, just kind of like who you fought, just to see where I'm at. He had some really weird like regional losses. He lost to Carlston Harris and Dusko Todorovic, which is not those don't age well at all. But besides that, he's a different fighter now. He fights a lot more like um smarter. He doesn't do a lot of the Capoeira stuff, like you mentioned. Um, anybody who tries to really stand with Wonderboy kind of loses. So I think he has to rely on the wrestling, but where I think he'll fail, especially if it's five rounds, um, is the cardio. Yeah. One is five round tested and Michelle Pereira, he tends to to dip a little bit. So he could have a strong first round like Holland did, but is he going to get the towel thrown in by his corner? Who knows? It's pretty that was pretty badass of one right. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That sure. was I, I think that's always badass. I don't care the circumstances. If I see a towel thrown, it's just a, it's a cool memory. <laughs> we're yeah, we're uh me and me and Max are pretty big on more uh, more towel, uh, more corner more corner uh, stoppages. Hundred percent. That'd be so badass. I would I would feel so cool if I did that. <laughs> Get the towels. And this is, yeah, I think one wins to yeah. close it off for sure. Hell yeah! Yeah, I think um, yeah. Um, Next up, we just wanted to kind of give Nux the floor for a second, just talking about uh, he's going to the Kansas City card. Uh, I think it's next weekend, isn't it? Or uh, Yeah, it's after the weekend after UFC 287. So um, April 15th. April 15th, um, I'll be there. So uh, anybody that listens to this or, um, you know, anybody that's going to be there, I'm going to be there repping Bourbon and Bud. Um, we don't have any merch yet, or else I'd say look out for, like, a Bourbon and Bud uh <laughs> um logo but uh i'll probably just be wearing some hawaiian shirt because that's what i wear so look out for a big tall six three dude uh with a hawaiian shirt on i'll be out there um i'll be tweeting from the arena all that um yeah and just catch me out there bourbon about will be taking over kansas city um gonna see if i can't uh you know hit up some um maybe some potential fellow journalists out there and uh see if i can't see some fighters and stuff i mean it's gonna be tough but uh I'm expecting maybe some of those glory guys might be out there depending on which ones are banned from UFC events and which ones aren't. Um, but it would be pretty cool to see some of those guys out there. And I mean, it's a really good card. Uh, so I think there, there, I think there'll be some names there. We could potentially see some names, you know, in the crowd. Hell, maybe I could run into a few of them. Um, I've heard that happens a lot more at UFC fights, uh, running into fighters. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm super excited. Uh, we're going to probably talk about that card a little bit more next week, so I don't want to uh, give away too much on, like, my thoughts and stuff going into it. But um, my boy Billy Q's fighting on that card, so I'm pretty fucking uh, excited for that. So, um, yeah, catch me out there, guys. If uh, if uh, if you guys are in Kansas City, I'll be out there. Um, I'll probably be getting drunk like usual and uh, – Probably going to be hitting up a fucking IHOP or a Denny's afterwards. So catch me out there. That's what I do after all my shit. So, hell yeah. That's pretty much all I got. Um, Next up on the pod, uh, first off, welcome everybody to Alex. Um, We need to hear the catchphrase real quick since we didn't get the intro. 
Oh, y'all ain't get the intro. That's crazy. Welcome to Bourbon and Bud MMA, motherfuckers. Thanks there for we coming go. out for another show. We got our homeboy <laughs> Ro out here. It's my motherfucking homie. He's bringing us some good fucking knowledge on this MMA shit. He also taught us some of the regional shit, right? Some of the shit that a lot of the casuals don't know about. So thank you for bringing your knowledge here, brother, and your good energy and your positivity. I hope y'all enjoy this shit, man. Let's get it. Hell yeah. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Next, we got the UFC 287 predictions and preview. Uh, it'll be a good card. It's in Las Vegas. Um, headlined by Alex Pereira, the champion in uh, Israel, Adesanya. It's their second MMA fight, their fourth total fight overall, I believe. Um, is that right? Yeah, fourth total overall. Yeah. Uh, we got some beggars on that card. Uh, we'll start with the first one. On the early prelims, we have uh, Jacqueline uh, Amarim versus Sam Hughes. Um, Sam Hughes is kind of just one of the, you know, gatekeepers of women's MMA um, in that Charlotte division. She's wins a few, loses a few. None of them are fun. Um, and you got Jacqueline Amarim who is 6-0, and I believe she is most recently, correct me if I'm wrong, Ro, the um, LFA strawweight champ or one of the defending champs. champs yeah, okay, there you go. So she uh, 6-0. and mm-hmm. uh, She's an LFA champ. I mean, she's a fucking – she's a killer. I mean, she's got five submission wins, one – uh, KOTKO win, so she's six and zero with six finishes, which is rare for WMA. That's kind of where I always say that uh, WMA is on the come up. Um, it's going to be um, improving always, and she is a good example of that. And I think she's going to win this, and I think it's going to be another finish. I don't know, probably by submission. She might like club and subber, maybe, but I think it's going to be her takedown and probably like an arm bar. Or maybe like a, maybe a rear naked choke, arm by a rear naked choke. I don't know. What do you think, Ro? Oh yeah, I think um, you know somebody who's probably seen more Jacqueline Emery tape than most everybody for no reason. Um, I think you know she can get a little creative with it too. She definitely could go basic. Just kind of depends on what the fight brings her. Sam Hughes is very tough, um, very very tough. Got a new gym. She got things going for her. Um, but I think Amarim's like submission game is just like on another level. She's probably gonna do something weird. You know, she got an E bar that was nasty, very very nasty. Um, after she got you know hurt too, so she showed a little bit of toughness. You know, she hasn't shown much outside the first round, so we'll see how that goes for her. But I think you know the fight will end in a win for her, whether it's by finish or decision. Cool. Uh, Alex, do you have anything on that one? No, yeah, I think uh, – I mean, this this is a big test for just because Sam Hughes is uh, is a pretty tough fight in the division, nonetheless, despite her losses. Um, but I honestly don't really see her making it out of the first round. Um, as much as Amory is a grappler, her striking isn't bad at all. And I think she can set it up a little bit easier on Hughes. I do think that she's probably going to finish it by submission on this one as well. 
and she's going to make it look very easy, in my opinion. I honestly think she's going to make a bang. She's hungry, real mm. hungry, and I like that. Oh, you, Nux? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Amarim all day. I don't really think it's going to be all that close. Uh, Amarim is... Six and oh, you know, this is going to be your first uh UFC fight, right? Is that is it her first UFC fight, right? I think, yeah. Um, and Sam Hughes has yeah, fought, she's, L- she's fought like four or five times in uh in the LFA, but yeah, right. she was LFA champion. This is her UFC right. debut, right? And Sam Hughes has fought six times in the UFC, um, and she is two and four. Um, I just I mean, of those four losses, she only has one finish loss. Um, but considering that, I mean, she's seven and five. And I mean, yeah, she's tough, but how tough are you? You just keep losing. So, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say Henry probably by finish. I don't know when, but uh, it'll probably be more than likely by finish. Or because this is a step up technically. To the UFC, you can end by decision, but I see a finish though for Amory. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I'll give my opinion first. I think Amory's going to win. Uh, next up on that card, we had, uh, we've got uh, Shylan Nerd. Yeah, so I was going to say because I didn't know if you knew how to say it. My bad, man. Shylan or whatever it is. Shylan Nerd and Becca. Yeah. Yep. Shylan Nerdenbecca versus Steve Garcia. Homeboy Shy, whatever his name is. I'm going to say Shah. I'm going to say Shah. Shylan. 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 He is 20, or he's 39 and 10. My guy has 49 pro fights and he's 28 <laughs> years old. That was the thing that me and Knuckles talked about on one of the breaks we had. In 2016, he fought 13 times. In 2017, he fought 19 times. 19 times in pro MMA bouts. I like that. Um, in 2018, he fought nine times. In 2019, he fought four times. 2020, he fought... Like six times, uh, twenty twenty one. He fought once, and he fought twice in twenty twenty two. He is thirty nine and ten overall. Uh, he is three and one in the UFC. He lost to Joshua Kulabau. Uh He beat Sean Soriano, T.J. Brown, and Derek Minner. Um, he has. 19, 19 of his wins come by KOTKO. 10 of his wins come by submission. 10 of his wins come by decision. He's lost two decisions. He's lost six submissions, and he's lost two by KOTKO. So he's not taken too much damage in his career as far as actually getting put out. Um, Steve Garcia, on the other hand, he is 13 and 5. Uh, he has a split decision loss to Ricky Tertios on um, Bellator. He beat Ronnie Lawrence, who is a UFC bantamweight, on Bellator. Um, other than that, I mean, 
he beat Desmond Torres on his. That's uh, my boy. Yeah, he beat Desmond Torres on the Contender Series. He's been on LFA. Um, in the UFC, he is two and two. He lost to Luis Pena and he lost to Mahachete. He beat Charlie Ontiveros and he beat Chase Hooper. Um, in this one, I'm kind of leaning to uh, Shailan just because of the experience. I mean, he's got so much experience on the guy. Um, I mean, fucking hell. 49 pro fights at the age of 28 is crazy. This will be his 50th pro fight, and he's 28 years old. And he hasn't taken much damage. Um, and I think that that experience is going to just, you know, take place. And I don't know. I think he'll get a finish probably in the second round. But that's just my opinion. I don't know what you guys got on that one. Ro, what do you got? Um, I think I agree. I think I think experience will show. You know, there's a lot of those people over in China with those inflated records, whether or not they're true or not. I don't know. But um, one thing I do know about Steve Garcia is he's more of a finisher. You know, he's got a lot of knockout wins. It's all of his wins in the UFC, if I'm not mistaken. Um, all two of them. And then the other two was, you know, getting knocked out a couple of straight rights from Machete or however you say that. And then um the decision lost to Pena. I think um I think that if it goes to decision, which it should, you know, he he'll end up losing. And uh how many knockouts does Shailon have? It's my first time looking at it. Uh, or knockout losses, I mean he has two knockout losses and when was the last one? Yeah. Do wrong. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I mean the guy he lost to last is not a bad fighter at all. And then Kulabao is – yeah, Kulabao is nice. I like him. But Zurong is – yeah, I don't know. Uh, and this is also featherweight. Steve Garcia fought lightweight before too. I don't know how that weight cuts could go for him, but we'll see. He's also fought bantamweight, didn't he? That's insane. He's six yeah. foot. He's tall. Yeah. He's, like he's really tall. I mean, but I'm going for Shaw Elon also because that boy, he, he beat my homie Desmond Torres. Mm-hmm. He beat him in Contender Series, bro. I was so sad. I was like, my boy's going to make it out of my hometown. And he stole it. So fuck you. <laughs> I ain't riding with you. <laughs> but also, Shaw Elon, man, he's battle tested. He has the experience. He's fucking crafty. He has good striking, man. He can take it down to the ground. But it's going to be a decision fight because Steve Garcia, as much as, you know, I'm not going for him, that motherfucker's tough. And he could strike, bro. Like, his last fight, he looked fucking nasty. He finished that thing in like a minute and 30, I think. Um, It's going to be a great fight nonetheless, but the experience is going to show here. And... Shia Long's going to come out on top, bro. I feel like that dude's going to have, like, a like a raw tang record at the end of the day. That motherfucker's crazy. <laughs> uh, Knuckles, what do you got on that one? Same, same, same on uh, what they, they said. I, I think, uh, I mean, it depends. Uh, is uh, is James Krause going to be there? Is he going to be involved in this in this fight at all? He can't. Uh, he can't I'll be. say does anybody know? No, the joke is because yeah. Shylan uh, Nurdebeck's last win was because of potential. I'm over here. I was like, oh, actually yeah. Really right. Right. I forgot about the Derek Minner fight. Yeah, I forgot yeah, about that's, that. Uh, you know, that's, um, 
it's not proven yet. It's just under investigation. So, you know, I'm not going to say, and plus my boy, James Krause out of Kansas city. So I can't, you know, I can't talk too much shit, but, uh, Kansas uh, city boys are dirty, huh? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that whole gym got fucking shut down. So yeah, you know, um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I probably Shyland because of experience overall. And like, uh, I don't say he lost a Kulabau or whatever, right? And then, uh, and then Zuron. Uh, um, those are two very fucking good fighters. Um, more Zuron, I think he's tough. And uh, oh, that uh, the guy he's fighting, um, Garcia, lost to violent Bob Ross. And who's the other guy that he lost to? Anyway, it just. I would just say going off of like what they've they like Ricky Tercios. Yeah, because they've both what fought they've yeah, so they've lost they've both fought what four times, four or five times, something like that in the UFC. Uh, uh no. Um one guy's yeah, four he's two and two. Um right, and then Nerd and Becca is Nerd and Becca is three, three, so, yeah, so, three and two. So three one guy's fought in the UFC. So, or yeah, three and one. Sorry, three and one. Yeah, zero one was regionally. Yeah, so three and one. Um, yeah, uh, just basing off of what they look like in the UFC so far, minus the Derek Minner fight because you really can't. I don't think you can count that. Um, basing off everything else, so I think that it should be, it should be. Um, Shylin, probably, probably decision. I mean, he he's tough, but probably decision is what I'd have to go with. Cool, makes sense to me. Um, yeah, next up on the card we have uh, Ignacio Bahamondes versus Trey Ogden. Um, Trey Ogden is taking this on, I think, like two weeks' notice. Um, Ignacio Bahamondes is thirteen and four as a pro. Um, as far as his UFC record goes, he is, I think he's what three and or no two and one. Sorry, he's two and one, and he has a contender series win as well. Uh, he lost his first fight in the UFC to John McDessey via via split decision. He uh, knocked out Roosevelt Roberts and Zurong. Funny that we're just talking about that guy. Um. We got Trey Ogden coming in on short notice. I mean, he's not a bad fighter. Uh, he is, I think, I want to say one and one in the UFC. Wow. I know he he beat um, Daniel Zellhuber, but he lost to uh, Jordan Levitt. Um, he's, Monkey King. He's 16 and five as a pro. I'm going to go Ignacio on that one just because it's a short notice fight, and Ignacio is no – uh, no joke to be tested with. Um, I think he'll probably probably finish the fight, I would say. I would say like round one or round two uh, finish. I don't know how, but that's just what I'm going to go with. Ro, what do you got? Um, yeah, it's Ignacio. Keep it simple. It's He's just – first of all, 6'3 for lightweight is the best base in MMA. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You yeah, I agree. I'll agree Jalen Turner. Yeah. <laughs> and like I, you know, taking like somebody like this on short notice is tough, man. You gotta like props to Trey Ogden for keeping this fight, by the way, because I needed an Ignacio fight badly, especially after his last one. 
you oh, know, yeah, for sure. Or, no, I don't even think that was his last one. He won by guillotine. The one before that. Yeah, the last uh, one was guillotine. Yeah, I forgot about that one. But the one that you know most people remember was Roosevelt Roberts. So he set that spinning um spinning heel kick, you know, beautifully. And um, that wheel kick was nice. Yeah, I think I think he set something up nasty here. He has a striking output of like what is it, eight strikes per minute? That's insane. Yeah, this is um this is not going to be a fun day for. And his takedown defense is nice too. It's ninety five percent. I like that. Um, who's he fought? Not really takedown people, but it's okay because um Trey Ogden's takedown percentage is fifteen, <laughs> or it was like ten, I think. One of the two. It's awful, and um. Even if he gets him down, I don't think he's going to cook it, like, you know, long enough to get something going. Maybe he steals around at best, but, you know, this could very well end up in a finish. That's probably what I'm going to end up predicting. Damn right, bro. I've been dying for a Bahamondas fight, bro. I'm big on him. I love this guy. Is he 6'3"? I thought he was 6'2". Either way, don't matter. He's tall as shit for the division. Uh, Trey Ogden is 5'9". Uh, Two-week Notice when you have that much of a reach, it ain't enough, all right? So it shows a dog in the sky, and I respect that. But Bahamundas, he brings so much to the table that he can strike, man. He can fight from the distance because he's so lengthy, and he utilizes that so well. But he's not afraid to get in the pocket either, and he sets up his trips very nicely too so he can take it down to the ground. I don't, I, I don't see – I honestly don't see it uh, – Getting out of the second round, I believe Trey Ogden is going to try and be as tough as he can to make it out of the first round, but he ain't getting out of the second round. Mm. Ignacio is, is, is going to get another big win here, and then hopefully they give him a way better opponent. I'm big on this guy. I think he's yeah. going to fucking – I want to see him and Jalen Turner fight. That's a fight I want to see. Three-and-a-half-inch reach disadvantage for uh, Ogden, just so – well, he's, also, a t- he's a tough motherfucker, man. I respect him. You know what Rose, I mean? <laughs> Rose she Cat making an appearance. We love to see it. Rose Cat. Yeah, she just kind of like I want a cat so bad. X game mode. What do you yeah. think? Uh what do you think your cat's opinion on the fight is? What do you what do you think? What do you think he's got? Ignacio or Trey Ogden? Uh oh. Oh no, no Ignacio. You want Ignacio. Ignacio. There you go. That's it right there. That's it. I didn't think she was going to do it. I thought it was going to be a draw, which could very well happen. <laughs> hey, the way it's been lately, who knows? Bro, yeah, who exactly. fucking knows? You ain't lying. Um, She's doing the most. What do you think, Nux? Oh, um, yeah, uh just based off of uh, their records of who they fought, the level of competition, and the fact that this is a short notice fight, I just think it'll be a Bahamondes. Um, I don't know if he'll finish him uh, or it'll be a decision again. It's a short notice fight. So, um, true. They're going to be, you know, not completely familiar with each other's games. So, uh, I could see it going to a decision, but not 100% sure. So, yeah, I, I but it's going to be Bahamondes. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm, I, that's almost a lock, I would say. I see that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a good fight. It'll be fun. Uh, I think we all kind of lean Ignacio on that one. I think most of the MMA community will probably lean Ignacio. And, hey, no disrespect to Trey Ogden. I mean, he's a good fighter. Uh, he could definitely pull it out. 
you know, it's just short notice. It's hard for me to lean towards a fighter on that, uh, especially against a guy as good as Ignacio. Uh, next up on that one, we have Cynthia Calvillo, Calvillo sorry, versus uh, Lupe Godinez. Uh, you got Cynthia, who is 35, Lupe, who is 29, 5'3 uh, height versus 5'2. Uh, Cynthia does have three-inch reach advantage. Um, Lupe Godinez, I believe, is uh, – what is she? She's – What, like three and two in the UFC, I think? She lost to Angela Hill most recently. Um, and then Cynthia Calvillo's nine and five and one as a pro. Honestly, I don't really know who to take on this one. I don't know if I want to give an opinion on this one just because I don't know. I'm not going to pretend I do. Um, Ro, what do you what do you think on that one? Man, I got, I got loopy, man. I don't even care if, like, like, I might, like, see some stuff about Calvillo, like, later on this week that will have me thinking, oh, maybe she has the edge. But, nah, I'm picking Lupe. That's my girl. And, like, okay. Calvillo is kind of, like, on a decline. Lupe, you know, she she has fights where, like, you're like, what are we doing here? Like, she was, what, four, four and one as an amateur. Um, she topped off her win with the Sam Hughes win. Cool. But um, she lost to Pena. Um, that one I felt like she won because she tossed Pena around like salad. Like, literally, it was insane. Pena was just doing weird jujitsu shit where she was, like, climbing her back. But, hey, you know, if she goes to decision, then it is what it is. Um, then she got the arm bar on Juarez, which a lot of people can do. She um, lost to Carolina, who's a flyweight. Fair. And then uh, she beat Lupi. Cool. Um, Carlosi, she dismantle i know you know we got some fans of that performance um and then he'll just like anti-wrestled her whatever the term is called and just you know owned her it's really hard to gauge her but um you know i guess this is a fight she's supposed to win so she'll lose but i'm gonna pick her anyways (laughs) (laughs) makes sense alex who you got man dude come on it's not even a question She's Mexican, brother. Viva Mexico. You already know who the fuck I'm riding with. But she a dog, bro. You know what I mean? She's coming off a loss. She lost against Angela Hill. She got in that fight. She was 100% certain she was going to win. I mean, as any fighter is. But I feel like a lot of people in this point in their career, they kind of think, oh, Angela Hill. Easy payday, baby. But it wasn't like that that day. Like he said, you she anti-wrestled her. And Lupu has a very good takedown uh, average. I think she... Her, her takedown average is like, like 4.3%, and Calvillo is like fucking 1%. But they say Calvillo is a grappler. So if she's a grappler, then I think she's going to have a long fucking night with Godinez. But not only that, Godinez striking ain't bad, bro. And she's been working on that very hard. And she's only 29. She's young. She's fucking growing. She's learning more. Calvillo is on a four-loss streak. Kind of crazy having cut her, though. But it, it is what it is. Maybe this is her fight out. Uh, but that does something to your mental. She could come out as hungry as she wants. I think Odinez is an answer for everything. And if it goes, it's probably going to go to a decision. Um, yeah. And it's, it's just going to be a long night for Calvillo, in my opinion. Godinez all day, baby. Oh, uh, yeah. I like it. Uh, Knuckles, what do you got, man? Uh, yeah, it's going to be Lupe Godinez. Um, I think that fight uh, with uh, Angela Hill, um, obviously she came – 
end of that fight red hot uh, because of the win over Carnalosi and how she just dominated. I mean, it, there was no competition in that fight. And then so going into a fight with Angela Hill, and I think, I don't know if that one was on short notice. I feel like it was, but it might not have been. It doesn't matter anyway, because I think either way, she probably loses to Angela in that situation because it's, it's, uh, Angela's just really good against that style of fighter. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think she needed that loss. Um, it's going to kind of cool her off and, you know, make, make her look at the bigger picture. Uh, Calvillo has been kind of a middling, um, fighter for, a while like she's always just been kind of that gatekeeper level um and i think this is going to be like i think this fight's going to show us whether or not loopy can make it to the top again the age difference is pretty significant um or loopy's like 29 and cavillo's like 35 right or whatever so um and 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 you know cavillo might be a grappler but again uh loopy's wrestling is very nice um she actually comes from a family of athletes her sister just last year competed uh in the olympics i think in wrestling or something like that but yeah uh yeah, one of the types of wrestling say, you're yeah yeah for canada sister, yeah for canada her sister uh yeah the, they're also yeah they're transplant for any for any canadian fans they're transplant to canada um but still very much she's uh from mexico because that's her first or that's her native language is spanish so um yeah i think it's going to be loopy uh she's She's amazing to listen to in interviews. Anybody ever gets a chance to listen to, uh, she interviews with MMA fighting sometimes and some other people. She's just, you can tell that she really loves doing what she, uh, what she does. Um, I really am looking forward to seeing another, uh, Arnolosi type performance where she just goes out there and just has a lot of fun. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say loopy Godinez probably by, I'm going to, I'm going to say she probably sweeps the cards and takes a 30, 27. I really, I really think she does. So. Oh yeah. Um yeah, next up yeah, on that card. Next up on that card we had uh Carl Williams and Chase Sherman. Uh Carl Williams is coming in on short notice due to Chris Barnett dropping out. Carl Williams is eight and one. Uh I believe he's one and known in the UFC. He just had his first fight pretty recently after the contender series against Lucas Bresky. Um He's fighting Chase Sherman, who is 16 and 11 as a pro. Uh, he has not done very well in the UFC. I'm not going to tell you his record in the UFC because I don't know off the top of my head. But um, you could argue that he should have been cut a long time ago. I got, you know, I mean, I've got Carl Williams pretty easily. I don't know what you'll have. Romello, what do you got? Um. Yeah, it's Carl Williams. Chase Sherman don't wrestle. Um, a lot of these heavyweights don't wrestle, but he especially don't wrestle. It's going to be a lot of what Lucas Bresky did. I think Carl Williams knows that's why he took it. He's like, I can do that again. And and Chase Sherman, who is he supposed to fight before this again? Chris Barnett, heavy boy. <laughs> yeah, what a difference. Yeah, Chase Sherman. I, I'm surprised he took it. Does he know who this is? Probably. He not. probably doesn't probably even know who it is. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna tell uh, him. He's another heavyweight, right? Oh, you small. Listen, he gonna fucking find out who he is when he gets taken. They're down gonna start talking about him on fight week, and he's gonna be like, "Wait, what? Wait, what?" He said, "He said, he said, very, he took um, him down Jamie thirteen Pickett times in his last fight." Wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 what? This guy's yeah. who? What? And then he's gonna be like, "Oh fuck!" And he's gonna go into the octagon like a deer in the headlights. 
does Carl Williams have any type of a finishing game? Because he he really just seems content with just going to decision. That's like his thing. But he could knock him out. He probably do some ground and pound, maybe. Yeah, he gets Carl a lot. Williams? Of yeah. yeah, it's wrestle or you catch him in a submission. Oh, uh, he's got. Yeah, well, no, no, he's got three KO wins, five decisions, zero submissions. Yeah. Yeah, he has he probably, one loss, and it was by yeah. submission. So he's probably but gonna. He also hasn't been in that many fights. Yeah, yeah he's well. eight one. Yeah. So like, um, I mean, hopefully he brings something out. I feel like this is the fight where he should easily pull that out. He's gonna easily control him as zero takedown defense, like Rose said, and it's gonna be an easy payday for him. Like, dude, that dude has cardio. He did 13 successful takedowns in his last fight. That's a heavyweight, bro. I just, you know, the only to me, and I'll go to I'll go to you, Knuckles, in a second. The only thing to me is that I that I, you know, the only worry I have is he just fought. What has he been doing since then? Is my only thing that I worry about. Did he go straight back to the gym, or has he been, you know? Chilling on that win, you know. No, he, first, had, he went to first, the gym, bro. I actually first, see his video. First UFC win. Uh, oh, did he? Okay, well. Yeah, how? no, he went right oh, back yeah. in it. He's hungry. That's my, that's my only He's worry hungry. is, you know, did he go straight back in the gym full sin? Has he been, you know, um, partying, you know, drinking a little bit, smoking a little bit, you know what I mean? Uh, based oh, off I that have. first UFC win. So, you know, you never know. But, I don't know. Knuckles, what do you got on that one? Yeah, Carl Williams probably lay and pray. Uh I mean, because it's short notice, I could see him finishing it, but I doubt it. Um, I mean, Sherman's susceptible being knocked out. He's proven time and time again. Um, So I could see a ground and pound finish, but honestly, I think it's just going to be Carl Williams being content with taking him down and probably sitting on him. And uh, we'll see that for three rounds, and that's probably, arguably, I think I'm going to call it right now, that'll probably be the most boring fight on the card. I mean, I, I think it's pretty safe to say. Um, and that's no, you know, discredit to Carl Williams game. He's, I, I mean, he's a, he's a real deal. I think he's going to be a tough fighter for a lot of people in the future. He's kind of what Romanov should have been, <laughs> but you know, except for a little, except for a little bit more boring, but, uh, um, yeah, I don't know. It'll probably be, it'll be a Carl. Um, Knuckles is still, uh, sad about that Romanov downfall. I mean, shit hurts. Shit hurts. Hey, I am too, man. I am too. I like that guy. I did. Oh, man. I am so fucking excited for this next fight. Gerald Mearshart. Yeah. Okay. 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 I thought we should. No, we did not. We would never do that. That's right. Gerald Mearshart versus Joe Pfeiffer. Holy shit. Let's go. That is a fight that I am so hyped for. Because obviously everybody's gonna pick Joe Pfeiffer, but this is just the exact fight that huh? Gerald Mearshart. Wait, wait, don't say of, don't don't say everybody don't say everybody's picking Joe Pfeiffer. But most people are picking Joe Pfeiffer, and this is the exact fight that Gerald Mearshart pulls out some crazy ass fucking like. Oh, man. You know what? I almost want to predict, like, Gerald Mershart buggy choke. I know it won't happen because that will never happen in the UFC. But, dude, he, I just think that um, this is the fight that Gerald Mershart wins. Every time, you know, he gets knocked out by Hamzat. But he also always wins these, like, weird, you know, you, you can't put – you can't keep Gerald Mershart as a gatekeeper because – 
he wins these fights. He just does, man. It's he does it in the most unexpected ways. He shocks the world. And I love Joe Pfeiffer. And I ah <laughs> I'm almost tempted to still pick Joe Pfeiffer to win, but just for the vibes, I'm gonna pick uh Mearshart for the underdog. <laughs> just based off this is some crazy ass crazy ass submission. Why not? You know, why not? Um I'm going to have to take a picture of Alex's screen real quick just because he is stuck on my screen in some crazy-ass <laughs> face. I'm going to have to take a picture of it. But, um, Fix your shit, bro. You're on that dial-up It's not me. Guys. It's this fucking dumbass gallery view, bro. It doesn't work. I'm trying. I'm, I'm cycling back and forth. But um, Knuckles, you seem very eager to talk about it. So what do you got on that one? Yeah, Gerald's mirror shirt is going to go out there and win, dog. Like, Joe Pfeiffer's a hype job. I'm sorry. Like, I'm going to say right now, they say be Joe Pfeiffer. Well, if you want to be Joe Pfeiffer this weekend, you're going to be a fucking loser because that's what's going to happen. He's going to lose. Uh, he's good. He's got a lot of knockouts. He's got a couple submissions. And, I mean, he showed in that uh, flow grappling thing or whatever, Fury or whatever it was that, you know, he he can grapple. But, again, that was uh, – I think he lost anyway. Pretty sure he lost. Uh, no, he fought Eric Anders. And did he win or lose he grappled against him. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, he won. I'm pretty sure. Oh, he, he won. yeah, he won. So yeah, he's. I mean, he's decent. But again, that was flow grappling. Um, Joe Mir- chart is infinitely more experienced than he is, and and like the way that he went in there against Bruno Silva, and uh, the way that he looked against Bruno Silva, and I think Bruno Silva comparatively, when we're talking skill level, Joe Pfeiffer, I think is slightly above him, but. I, I just don't yeah uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be um it's gonna be uh it's gonna be gm3 because it's just he's gm3 and he's fighting out of kill cliff now um he's looking better and better um i've been, i watched some training footage of him recently he looks fucking great um and i'm not gonna discredit joe pfeiffer and not say that he's not a good fighter but i just think that the experience like a lot, a lot of people are going in this being like oh GM3 got knocked out by Hamzat and stuff. Yeah, that's great. It's also fucking Hamzat. Like, you know, Hamzat's got power, dog. Like, he's proved that he got power. And Joe, and Joe, Joe Pfeiffer does too, but I think we're also going to go in this and Joe and GM3 is not going to be sitting there looking, like, worrying about a takedown like he was with the Hamzat fight. He was watching fucking Hamzat. If you watch what, what GM3 was looking for, he's not looking at fucking Hamzat's hands, and that's why he got caught in this fight. Joe Pfeiffer's not going to try to go to the ground with Gerald Mills' chart. It, it, it just wouldn't be a good idea. So, yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Gerald Mills' chart probably like I'm going to say like second round submission, second or third round submission. Cool. Oh yeah. Um, Rob, what do you what do you got on that one? I mean. I don't know how you guys are so confident on middleweights, man. I want to. I want to be as confident <laughs> as as you guys on Mirashari. He should win. You look at a uh, Pfeiffer's record. He hasn't really fought a lot of tested people. Lazy Diaz knockout was pretty pretty nice. It was like, all right, you got hands. And then you did it again against Amadovsky, which is that was the worst one on the roster, man. Like, they, yeah, he's the worst fighter on the entire, not only middleweight, the entire roster. Like, he's legitimately the worst fucking fighter. You don't get worse. Like, he, <laughs> and I know he's like, didn't somebody just, 
I think somebody I saw he beat somebody that was impressive, um, or maybe you know unimpressive for the other person. But either way, going back to these two, who get, who who are we talking about? Alan Abadovsky. He probably beat like another UFC fighter. I just can't. I can't. Maybe on the regional scene, I can't remember. But um, but yeah, Gerald Mearshart. Um, I think like you know he should win. You know he's very tested. But, you know, you could just make a mistake and get caught. It was very, you know, likely – not likely. I wouldn't say likely, but it very well could happen. I'm going to pick him, but I'm so um, Yeah, uh, Alan Ombrowski has not beat anybody. He's 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 lost four in a row to Christoph Jocko, John Phillips, Joseph Holmes, and Joseph Piper. What does his regional scene look like? Any names you recognize? Um, no, I don't believe so. I mean – I, I might have got a mix. Will, Will he beat Will Flurry um, in Bellator? Oh, really? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, other than that, I don't recommend, or I don't, I don't see any names. It's it's all foreign names besides that because he fought in Bellator. He beat Will Flurry and he beat Ibrahim Manet. Mon Manet. I don't fucking know. Um, but other than that, no. Ever since then, uh, since that twenty, he he hasn't won a fight since twenty eighteen. He's lost to Christoph Jocko. John Phillips was just a fucking horrible loss. John Phillips is horrible. Bad, he lost, yeah, he lost to Joseph Holmes in 2022, and he lost to Joseph Joe Pfeiffer in uh, 2022. So, yeah, he beat the worst of the worst. So let's see what he can do against them. You remember, if you remember, Alan, uh, Alan Almodowski actually, like, tagged him a couple times, too. That's how fucking yeah. bad that is. <laughs> We'll we'll see what uh, we'll see what, <laughs> we'll see what the worst of the worst can do against the mid of the mid that somehow pulls it off against right. this competition that he shouldn't pull it off against. But Alex, what did you think on that, man? <laughs> I mean, listen, it's hard to be uh, as confident on GM three as you guys are because I think to me his career has been very fucking inconsistent. Um, and he's not that young in his career either. And not only that, but Joe Piper, he does train with some very good wrestlers and grapplers, and they do say he has very good takedown defense. And I feel like if his takedown defense is on point in this fight, he's a way better boxer than GM3. Um, the Philly box. I, I am aware of his record. I'm aware that a lot of them haven't been that great. But his boxing has been pretty crisp. And, yeah, he's got tagged a couple of times. So what? Look at these professional boxers at the highest level, even at the mid-level. They're getting tagged. That's the game we're in. Um, you know what I mean? The worst fighter can tag the best fighter a couple of times before he gets his ass beat, bro. That is the truth. Mm. No, in yes, boxing. It is. In boxing. In any, in any fucking sport, that is the truth. You can land a couple. But more so in boxing. That's why when people lose, no, in any sport, people in UFC do it too. That's why when they lose, there's, they always post up the picture with their inspirational post of the one good punch that they landed. That's a tag. Yeah, but That's what dog, we're getting at. Because they, yeah. they only got tagged a couple of times. I'm just trying to prove a point here. You know what I'm no, saying? It's the inspirational post. Because I'm fucking right. That's exactly what it is. Whoa. He's a better boxer. No, no. That's what it is. He's a better boxer. I was going to let you prove your point, but you can't just say, I'm right. Because I'm gonna come back. Well, no, because now you're mad that I fucking fucking dog. <laughs> I'm not mad. No, no, no. Keep going. Me, keep going. Keep right. going. And I'll it. counter. That's keep, what you keep, said. That's what you keep said. Keep going. Keep I'm going, and I'll counter. But anyways, he. I think his take. He's gonna prove he has takedown defense here. 
<clears throat> he's smart enough not to take it to the fucking ground. Obviously, he's not better than him on the ground. <laughs> but boy, that takedown defense is gonna show, and he's gonna outstrike him. I'm sorry, I think GF3 is gonna lose. Hey, I like that. I don't. Take-up. I'm not gonna say you're wrong. <laughs> but to be that confident is crazy to be against GM3 in this kind of fight because in this kind of fight, it's always the fight that GM3 wins in his in his career. Like he always be beating the people that say, oh, he's not going to win that. He's not going to win. There's no way. Uh, uh, obviously, apart from the fucking Hamza, you know, fight. But um, <laughs> what you said about like getting tagged and shit. Yeah, that happens in boxing all the time, but. It's a little different in MMA it when you're getting... in the UFC too, bro. It's a little about? different though. It's a little different when you're talking about Joe Pfeiffer getting tagged by a guy who lost to John Phillips. The guy lost to John Phillips. Do you Chris, want me Mate- to go- Chris Moutinho attacked Sean O'Malley a couple of times, and Sean O'Malley's ranked number one now. What are we bro. saying about that? What are we saying about that? Let's be- <laughs> what are we saying that about was just- that? Chris that was just no, 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 no. He dude, got, no. They put him in. They realized he's fucking ass, and they threw him the fuck out. A terrible, badass fucking fighter who everyone would, who everyone John's on O'Malley's record for, right? Right. But but he did tag a couple. What did he do? He posted up pictures of him tagging O'Malley, right? But he got fucking dogged. So well, let's see. They, let's see. No, let's no, see. No. Just, I, hey, listen. No. I got a couple other fights, baby. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing. I I like Joe Pfeiffer and I think he's good, but you know it's kind of like a prove it to me situation. Prove it to me that you can be. But that's what I said. I feel like if if his, if his takedown comes here and shows, right, he's yeah. gonna he's definitely gonna outbox him. But that's what it relies on. If his takedown is as good as the people he trains with says, because everyone we'll doubts that aspect of his game. We'll go to the main card then. Uh, Raul Rosas Jr., uh, 18-year-old, versus uh, Chris and Rodriguez. Um, Raul is 7-0, and and Chris and Rodriguez is 8-1. and And his only loss comes in the UFC um, versus uh, what, what? JSP. Yeah, Jonathan Pierce. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's not, a, that's not a bad loss. I'll be honest, I have um, – I do have Christian Rodriguez in that one. Um, it's probably a hot take. A lot of people don't like it, but I think that, uh, again, kind of the experience thing. Uh, Raul Roses Jr. is kind of – every time he's fought somebody and won, he's looking past his next opponents. He's always looking past next. He called out champions when he beat some – when he beat Jay Parent. Called out champions. I get he's an 18-year-old kid, and that's what 18-year-old kids do. But to me, it's like, come on, dude. You know, know your place. Um, and I think uh, Christian Rodriguez might put him in his place. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Ro, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, it's Christian Rodriguez um, showcase today. I mean, I don't know if people are going to really remember. It kind of depends on what he does to him. But, um, but yeah, it's um, – Christian Rodriguez is just very good. He fought like a, a similar one-dimensional kind of guy like in his last win, and um, I think it's probably going to be a little bit of that. Maybe he showcases some submission work. Maybe he keeps the standing and pieces the kid up. Um, it's going to be a little bit sad to watch because the kid is young, but the kid also knows what he signed up for, I guess. So 
Um, Christian Rodriguez by who knows, maybe whatever he wants. Okay, shit. I like that. Alex, what do you got? Man, it's a hard one for me because I like Raul Rosas. I mean, Mexican guy, right? Youngest dude in the UFC. I'm very high on him. And, you know, yeah, he hasn't been uh, – he hasn't been, how do I say, tested too much, but his opponent only has two more pro fights than him, right? A lot of people are saying he hasn't been tested, but the other guy, he just received his first loss, and it was a very good loss. But a lot of people are looking past Rural Rosas just because of his age and, and experience. Like, this guy is training with Chris Guevara right now. His striking this round is going to be great. This I feel like this is going to be a battle on the ground. Rural Rosas has really, really good ground game, you know, such as his opponent. And I, I, I think it's going to be a battle, a battle of that, man, because, I mean, hey, Age it doesn't mean anything on the skill, right? I mean, look at the rule of Tolo brothers. They're out here killing grown men like nothing. So if they close to the ground, I think it's going to be a fun one. But this fight to me, is, is, it's, it's, it's a pick em. You know, it could go either way. I would like to see Rural Rosas, you know, uh, prove that he can fight at this level. Uh, and and I think he's going to he's going to prove some things wrong. I mean, he's, he's fighting. He's training at new gyms, better gyms. He trains with with high, high level fighters. I mean, he's trained with Yair Rodriguez, with Brandon Moreno. And for a long time, he's, he's training against killers and they they praise this guy's skill. So I think he's going to he's going to prove a lot of people wrong because uh, because when Max said he took an unpopular opinion. No, I think that's a popular opinion. I've been seeing everyone saying Raul Rosas is going to get smashed. He's going to get destroyed. He shouldn't be in the UFC too early. Nah, I think he's going to prove those people wrong. I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm just saying it's going to be a pick em. If he wins, it's going to be a close fight. It's just, I, I, literally, I just see it 50 50. It's hard for me. I'm only going for Raul Rosas because I'm, I'm high on a Mexican fighter. Um, But it's just going to be, it's just going to be a, this is his 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 test, right? It's a big test. It's a test for both guys, really. Yeah, for sure. I see that. Um, Nux, what do you got? Yeah, I think it's going to be Christian Rodriguez. Um, Raul's young. He's hungry. I get that. And, like, I think he has a bright future ahead of him. And, like, if and I really do think he will lose this fight. But if he does. It's not the end for him, you know. He's 18 years old, dog. You're 18 years old fighting on a main card of UFC card, so don't like, don't let, you know, don't let that hurt you again. <clears throat> I'm not gonna, but I'm, again, I'm not gonna like sit here and say for sure he's gonna lose, but I think he, I, I'm predicting he will. Uh, Christian Rodriguez has had better competition. Um, if you remember, Raul Rosas fought uh, that dude in the Contender Series and, and got a good, I think it was Gutierrez or whatever, and he got. Uh, you know, he got uh, everything that he wanted out of that fight. You know, like that guy gave him a tough test because uh, it was that test was a lot fucking tougher than Jay Perrin. And um, that guy is not anywhere close to anybody that uh, Christians fought. I mean, he fought JSP. He won uh, on two judges scorecards, won a round uh, off of that. And I remember that fight because <clears throat> I do remember it. And yeah, I thought he I thought it was a 29-28 for JSP. And 
Yeah, I think if JSP fought Rival Roses, he would, he'd fucking steamroll him. So the fact that Christian Rodriguez went to a decision against a guy who legitimately could be a top contender in the featherweight division one day, um, brought him to a decision. I think that uh, I think that shows a lot. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Christian Rodriguez, and also Christian Rodriguez. If you look at his record, I think he has like several submissions, um, and Raul tends to like to go to the ground a lot, and I feel like he's going to try to do that, and then he's going to get himself, because he's so overconfident, um, which I love confidence, and it's great that he's confident, but he's so overconfident, I think he's going to go in there and he's going to get caught, and uh, we're probably going to see, Yeah, it, I mean, it's not probably, I think we are going to see a uh, submission from uh, Christian Rodriguez, probably probably first round, because, you know, Raul's going to go in there trying to be eager, so. Cool. Yep. Um, next up on that. You muted yourself, dog. Yeah, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> Thought it was me for a sec. <laughs> just, just playing, just playing. Um, next up on that card, we've got uh, <laughs> Kevin Holland and Santiago posing to be you. Um, Kevin Holland is twenty-three and nine, and Ponzi. What the fuck is... Did you call him? Did you call him Ponzi no, <laughs> Ponzibio. Sorry, dude. It's a fucking. Bro, hard you thing. need to lay off that shit. <laughs> Drink a little bit. It's learned. Hey, speaking of different language. Alex, you know what? I'll just hand. I'll, I'll hand over the producing. Uh, you know, all no. of the all of the producing efforts over to you. You can do that. All of it. You Alex is gonna leave. Ooh. <laughs> That's what I fucking thought, you asshole. <laughs> Kevin Holland versus Santiago. Ponzi. What's his last name? Yeah. Just say Ponzi. Nibio. Ponzinibio. Ponzinibio. Whatever the fuck. I don't care. Kevin Holland is 23 and 9. Well, and well Pon- why well, why shouldn't you care? Well, why shouldn't uh, you care? Alex just let him go. <laughs> Damn. I'm about to skip this fight. I'm about to do it. I'm going to skip you it. You can't even fucking say its name. But yeah, Ponzi versus Ponzi. Holland. Ponzi versus Holland. There you go. Alex, you piece of shit. Um, I think Kevin Holland's going to knock out Ponzi. And I hope Alex thinks otherwise. But I think Ponzi. Yeah, I think Ponzi's going to go to sleep. Uh. I think Kevin Holland knocks him out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh, Ro, what do you got? Actually, actually, Alex, what do you have? And then we'll go down the line. Thank you. You saw it manners, ladies first, right? It is what it is. But I agree with you, kiddo. Relax here, okay? We're on the same team here, all right? Kevin Holland train. Hey, unmute yourself, you bastard. I want to hear you giggle, okay? All right? With Kevin Holland train. He's going to outstrike this boy. If he can go to the ground, he's going to submit this boy. <laughs> I mean, this dude is coming back from middleweight just because you realize, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm a little too small. How the – why am I fighting against these big motherfuckers? And he was fucking doing well. You know what I'm saying? This dude is going to come over here, and I think he's just going to make it look easy. Literally. Yeah. It's going to be a fun fight, uh, but it's going <laughs> to be a Holland all the way. If it goes to decision, Holland – 30-27, right, you know, easy. But I see him finishing this fight. I really do. Because Ponzi is going to he, – he's he's there to fight. 
that motherfucker ain't gonna run from nothing. And if he's gonna get hit, that dude's gonna go out. Right, for sure. Uh, like that, Rogue. buddy? Do you fucking like that? No. Jesus. Nope. Bro, what do you got? Um, yeah, I got Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland's really talented. I'm big on Kevin Holland. Um, you know, he does, you know, make some mistakes. He's got a little bit of that middleweight stench on him still, you know, that causes him to make some some tiny errors. But I don't think there's – the only error that you can make in a Ponzi fight that's bad is getting knocked out. So I don't think he's going to do that. It's pretty hard to knock that dude out. And uh, he's pretty defensively responsible, you know, low output, you know, I feel like the output that he does have could lead to a knockout of his own. I do think that, you know, Ponzi's old and that chin could Marone knocked him down. You know? Yeah. And, um, and Kevin Holland has a nice submission game, if not good takedown defense. So that could come in handy. Oh, yeah. Uh, Knuckles, what do you got? Oh, hold on, hold on a second. Uh, oh, yeah. I call Big Mouth. Call Big Mouth. You know, that's Kevin Holland. That's Kevin Holland's tagline. I hate uh, you. So yeah, call Big Mouth because Big Mouth's gonna come out there and he's gonna talk that shit. Even though Santiago probably is not gonna barely understand him because that motherfucker really doesn't speak English. I mean, I think he'd actually. I don't remember. He might. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I think he does. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He does. So yeah, that's another fighter. He can actually talk shit. They just need to put him in there against American fighters. He so. does, but he does. So. so yeah, it's gonna be Kevin Holland knockout. I'm gonna say probably like first or second round. Kevin Holland's gonna have fun doing it too. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be like just him striking at distance. It's gonna look a lot. I mean, I don't. I think Ponzi's five eleven. Holland's like six two. Um, but but, he, but he's got a but he's got an eighty like an eighty inch reach. So yeah, Kevin Holland. Just... Kevin Holland six two. Ponzi is six foot. Um, Kevin Holland has an 81 inch reach and Ponzi has a 73. So he's got a. Oh, fuck. Yeah. He's going to strike. He's going to tag him from. Yeah. It's going to just be Kevin Lightning. That's what's going to happen. It could be like the Buckley fight. You know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I was picturing. The next fight um, on 287 is Rob Font versus Adrian Yanez. Uh, Yeah. Rob Font is 19 and 6. Adrian Young is 16 and 3. What do you got? I'm looking right now to see uh, how's Font's grappling game, like how, how often he does it. Um, he takes down people like one minute, one, one takedown per 15. Yeah. This uh, honestly, this might end up being Yana's win just because I think Rob might stick to the jab. He really doesn't um, expand like. Like, you saw more of, like, the other parts of his game when he was, like, coming up. But now that he's at the top level, he has that jab. He stays behind it. I think, um, I think you know, if he stays on the feet long enough of Giannis, Giannis could crack him. The thing is, with Giannis, he, he cracks people so well because he, like, sits on those shots. Very susceptible to takedowns. And Giannis, I don't think he's faced anybody who can, you know, really hurt him, you know, on the ground. Yeah, his best win is Davy Grant, and Davy Grant does not take people down. Um, Giannis' takedown defense is 100%, but that's very misleading. There's not a single person on that list of wins that he has, you know, that 
that I feel like has exposed him to that. So yeah, I think I think Giannis could win, but a fraud check's coming soon. <laughs> it's coming soon. It's going to be sad because I like Giannis. I don't think so. I disagree, but respect your opinion. Yeah, Alex, you, 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 I, <laughs> I, I honestly know. Like, this is the thing. I have been watching Giannis since he's been fighting in LFA because the only reason I've been watching LFA for a while is because a buddy from my hometown started watching in it. Everyone thinks Giannis has zero ground game. This dude is actually has very good Brazilian jiu-jitsu, bro. Very, very fucking good. So if Rob Fawn wants to take it to the ground when he realizes he's getting outstriked by Yanyas, which he is going to get outstriked by Yanyas, that's because if this is a boxing match, dude, Yanyas' boxing is top notch. Like that dude can, can do just boxing itself and would be a fucking champion. Have you seen how Teddy Atlas praises this dude? A guy of Teddy Atlas's caliber a guy who who analyzes all these fighters the way he praises Yanez the only one of the only people I mean not one of the only people uh like Umar would be a hard fight for Yanez for sure uh just because of his kicks and that's where where Yanez kind of because of his head movement he's very very susceptible to high kicks and things like that but with this fight nah man Yanez is this is a very good stepping stone to throw him up to the rankings to set up that fight with Umar, because I think that's what will happen if he wins this fight, which he will win this fight. And he's just going to show that his boxing, I truly believe he's, dude, he's, he is the best striker in the UFC. His boxing is so fucking crispy and so technical, bro. If you don't agree, you don't watch high-level boxing. That guy is fucking crisp as it comes, and he's going to show it this fight. Like, I'm so high on this guy because of his technical ability. He is that good. He really is. I don't think he's going to get – I don't think he's going to get project, dude. I honestly think this guy will be sitting in the top five. And as hard as fights are, just going to be like Marab. And then Umar is going to be a hard fight. I Him and Piotr Jan would be a fun fight. But I, like I said, with how Piotr Jan is looking right now, I could definitely see Adrian Jan is winning that. But I'm high on him. You know what I mean? I'm very high on him. I'm riding that Yanya's train all day long. All day long. Love that guy. How about you? Um, yeah, I uh, I think it's just going to be a great display of boxing overall. I mean, because like we're, we're, we're praising Yanya's boxing. And it, yeah, it's some of the best that I've seen since like Jorge Masvidal a few years ago. Very similar to... Um, I don't think he mixes in his kicks as much as Jorge does, obviously, but like still very crisp, very good boxing. Um, the bra, the thing that I'm wondering, I mean, he's got power. It's obvious he's got power, but I think I just I can't sit here and come in and say that he's just going to dominate font because I don't think that's what's going to happen. I like I, at first when I first saw that this was announced, I was like, oh yeah, this is Giannis W, but. Man, I don't know. Like, Font still looked – I mean, before the Aldo and before the uh, Cheeto fight, and he's taken time off since those, which I think is smart for him. Um, I mean, you got to remember he outclassed Cody Garbrandt, um, who is a phenomenal boxer in himself. Um, and even in fights before that, you know, he, he's looked he looked good. Like, I mean, we were talking about him 
literally like what two and a half years ago talking about him as maybe possibly a title contender one day you know he, he's still a like we can't forget that he is still a fantastic boxer himself um i think it's going to be a lot of trading back and forth um but my prop my like my fear is that if Giannis can't finish him he might lose a decision um but it could be very much like the aldo and uh cheeto fights where he lo- that where font loses the decision just because he gets cracked by bigger shots like yeah he's putting more volume out there but he's getting cracked by bigger shots which is damages king in 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 modern mma scoring but um man i don't know like i just i don't want anybody to sleep on rob font going to this fight because i mean he could really I'm not going to say fraud check him because I don't think Giannis is a fraud. I think like even if he does lose his fight, he's still going to come back and probably go and be. Oh yeah, I never mean that. That's a fun word yeah. to say. No, yeah, you no, no, you're good, you're good. No, <laughs> but again, like I'm relax, sure. bro. We're not going to hit you, buddy. No, relax. no, you're, you're no, you're you're all good. No, I just I like to also use that word too, though. Saying fraud check, not saying that. I'm just saying that like. I I mean even what I'm basically what I'm saying is even if he loses this one, he's going to come back and probably be even better. And I like to see young fighters lose fights uh, to top guys because it does make them come back, makes them better. Um, I don't, I'm not on that train that you have to be undefeated to be the best, unless your name's John Jones or Khabib. You don't have to go undefeated. By the way, Khabib wasn't undefeated. He lost to Glayson Tebow. We all know that anyway. Thank you. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, um, God, I'm I'm sitting here trying to think. I mean, I picked Yanez initially. Um, I'm still leaning that. I'm going to say Yanez, but man, I don't know what the I don't know how. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a decision or a knockout. I think I think it's hard to finish Font. That's the thing. Like, yeah, he does get cracked, but he just does not go out. It's fucking insane. Um, we'll just see what his chin looks like after two absolute drubbings. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Giannis probably, probably possibly finish. Cool. I don't know. All right, cool. Yeah, next one we got was Gilbert Burns versus Masvidal. Um, I forgot Gilbert Burns. I'm not confident in it. Uh, I think Gilbert, Gilbert Burns, Burns, baby. <laughs> I think day. Gilbert Burns. Um, obviously has a grappling edge. He does have hands. The only way I see um, Jorge Masvidal winning is if he can defend the takedowns and land a shot because uh, Gilbert does have not the best wrestling. He does have decent wrestling, but it's not the best. Um, if Gil- or if uh, Jorge can defend those takedowns and you know land some shots, he could win uh, via knockout because he does still have power. He showed that when he, you know, not Kobe on his knee um, when their last fight, but he is getting old. And he also came out today and said, uh, if he loses this fight, he might retire. And that's never, ever a good sign for a fighter going into a fight when they're already thinking about retirement. That's just not a good, a good one, one foot out the door. Vibe. Yeah. It's not a good vibe going into a fight at all. I don't know what you think Ray is. What'd you get on that one? Bro, what you got on that one? I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just like, I'm so processing what you said. You know, that, that part where you said that he's thinking about retirement. I just heard that in the little uh, UFC feature, whatever the hell they did on YouTube yesterday. Um, 
yeah that 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 really hurt i was like yeah i can't pick you now brother like i i was thinking of routes to victory for him you know i was trying to i was listening very closely but once i heard that i was like i don't know and it's not even just that it's all the stuff he's got going on like yeah he's fought just colby and camaro's last couple times and gilbert does make a lot of mistakes but I think uh, Gilbert knows what he has to do to win, too. I think uh, this isn't just going to be him being dumb. He wants a title shot. Um, you know, his he had his phone comms up, and now he's he seems like he's probably going to have a, a serious run. This could just be Gilbert Burns having a bunch of highlights all the way to a title shot and then winning. Yeah. And this could very well be it, unfortunately. Agreed. Um, Alex, what do you think? I mean, y'all know me, man. I ride for Gilbert. With, against whoever and anybody um and and you know putting Masvidal announcing like a possible retirement away from it yeah he has good uh, uh takedown defense but the thing is it's the way that Gilbert sets up his his trips right uh when when he wants to get in the clinch up against the up against the cage and that's where he's very very dangerous now Gilbert Burns striking is very like jab jab haymaker and then you know try and get a little creative after that maybe a little front kick here and there but at the end of the day uh gilbert burns is hungrier he has the power to knock out masvidal masvidal even said it's uh when he was interviewing not yeah he was being interviewed about the uzman and leon fight and he was talking about how being knocked out really fucks with your mind right and that's why you had to take some time out of it but at the end of the day and i've said it before and it's always going to be that it be what it is when you've been knocked out before your whole equilibrium is fucked up your whole mind it doesn't matter bro you, your brain is king so when that thing it, it, it becomes more susceptible to those things it makes you uh more cautious about other things, which creates more openings. That's why we saw more openings in Usman in the Liam fight. That's why I saw him getting his liver kicked in a lot more. So they, they, he's going to come in this fight a lot differently than he came in in his other fights. And Gilbert Burns is going to capitalize on all of that. Gilbert Burns is 100% focused on this fight. And he just fought a guy. Dude, Hamza Chimaev right now, beats Masvidal in my opinion and I think he makes it look easy so in Gilbert Burns and I'm not even just saying this because he's like my number one I honestly thought he, he won that fight like I wouldn't you know what I mean and everybody said no, it me too. Me if too. it went that way I thought he won that fight I was fucking pissed I thought he you know did what I mean I, thought he won too. I feel like he's dude <laughs> Masvidal is acting like Gilbert Burns is like a little overrated bum and he's going to get proven wrong, and he's going to say bye-bye UFC. Oh, That's yeah. all it is. Gilbert oh. Burns has an answer for everything on this. He's more focused. He's hungrier. He's back on his way for a second title contention after getting fucking knocked out by a jab. I don't want to talk about it. But, like, <laughs> but hey, I'm riding that Gilbert train all day long. Um, Nux, what you got, brother? So, uh. I mean, I'm like going into this and taking out, like, take aside from like Jorge's comments and stuff, because Jorge said a lot of shit in his career, you know. Um, and so I'm not going to like even look at that. Like, yeah, I mean, he might have one foot out the door, whatever. Um, but again, 
I mean, you can never count a fighter out. Uh, just looking at it from a perspective stand, like perspective standpoint, going into this fight, how they've looked recently. Jorge looks has looked really flat-footed, not the greatest. I think we talked about this last night in space a little bit, um, but just has not looked fantastic in his last two fights. And again, I think uh, especially after that knockout from Usman, it's probably dropped his confidence some. A little bit more afraid to let the hands go. We saw that in the Colby fight, but when he did let his hand go. I mean, he caught him, um, and uh, and that's the thing is like he's really good with straight shots, like phenomenal. That's, he's one of the best boxers the UFC's ever seen, and um, Gilbert Burns is very susceptible to straights, jabs, and straights like that. He he just does not have the greatest head movement in the world, and that's that's where Jorge really thrives is that, and um, also Gilbert. Speaking of takedowns, like yeah, it's. He he's really good at trip takedowns. That's what that's what he relies on is trip takedowns from the clinch. Uh, but that is what Masvidal is phenomenally defending. I mean, we saw in the first fight, the first uh, Usman fight, because again that was short notice. But Usman like clinched him and tried to like go from the clinch, and he couldn't get him down. Like there's been several fighters uh, who've tried to clinch Masvidal and try to get him to the ground, and it just doesn't work. The only time that you really can get Masvidal to the ground is with chain wrestling like Colby did and you Gilbert doesn't chain wrestle. He just doesn't, you know, and, and uh, Alex brought up a good point. I would pick Hamza to destroy Jorge at this point, but styles make fights. And I think stylistically going into this fight, like, I mean, you can't, I, I just, I can't, I'm not going to say he's going to win. Cause I don't think he will, but I think he has a very, very real possibility to win this fight. Um, just by, if he just, goes to old like old school Jorge. I think Jorge Masvidal prime back in like what 2019, I think he would beat Gilbert Burns at this point. Like this version of Gilbert Burns. And I'm just being honest. I think he would. But I mean we're looking at it. Uh Jorge's like 37, 38. Um his physique has is just not looking great. I mean I don't know if you guys saw the fucking HGH picture. I called the HGH picture. His gut is bubbled out. Um yep. I'm hoping he fucking makes weight. I think he will. He's always been good at making weight. Um, but, man, I'm going to go with Burns probably by decision. Um, I don't think it's I, – I, I called it when it first got announced. I was going to say, oh, Burns is going to fucking run through him. He's going to he's gonna roll him over now. I think it's going to be a Burns decision. It's going to be a lot of, like, hugging against the fence. Uh, expect it to look a lot like that first Usman fight where yeah. uh, the first Jorge and Usman fight. Um, that's what I'm expecting. So, yeah. Um. We'll move on to the main event of UFC 287. It is um, Alex Pereira versus uh, Israel Adesanya. Um, this is the fourth time, or I guess it's the fifth time, isn't it? Fourth time. Fourth, fourth. fourth time, yeah. It's the fourth time that they would have fought. Alex Pereira is 7-1, and then uh, MMA Izzy is 23-2. and two. Their last time out, Alex... Um, TKO'd Izzy. Uh, he's knocked him out cold once in kickboxing, and he won a decision. Um, this one's an interesting one. I personally have Alex. Um, I think Alex is going to win this time in even a more dominant fashion. Um, I know that the the rest of the times have not been dominant. Um, it's been him just catching him at the right time or winning a close decision, but 
I think Alex finally realizes, especially in MMA, that he can, um, you know, open up on him. He can open up way earlier than he has before. Um, and I also think he can, you know, utilize his grappling because he's been training with Jalton Almeida. So I think that's going to uh, play dividends into uh, his his uh, ability to win the fight. And I think he will win the fight. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Alex, like, round three or four TKO. Um, Ro, what do you got? <clears throat> Ro, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm I'm just hesitant to, to say um, Izzy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little uh, – it's a little bit of a delusional take. I am an Izzy fan. I think um, – Hey, it might not even be delusional. I think, like, you know, Izzy was winning the last two fights until he got caught. Um, not delusional. It's it's the law the law of averages. I mean, he's the favorite. Though. He's the favorite too. And like, which is absurd to me, but hey, whatever. Hey, just get just get Alex at dog odds and be thankful. You know, and. uh and hopefully, and hopefully he doesn't catch. I hope Izzy wins. <laughs> I hope he does. Um, you know, I just, I don't really have much of a path to victory. It's going to look real similar to the other ones. Maybe they mix the martial arts. I doubt it'll be much of it. You know, five rounds isn't necessarily easy when those two are standing in front of each other. So I think um, it's just going to be, a you know, a lot of similar things with maybe um, maybe a surprise takedown from each again. We'll see. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got I got I got potato, bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. I got potato dog because as much as Izzy. I get Izzy's been working on his uh, his ground game. He tried to make that very known for this fight. But Alex Pereira has been working with better guys in the ground game. He's been working with light heavyweights, heavyweights in the ground game. Uh, Jason Almeida is fucking amazing. And he it, Izzy has nothing compared to what Almeida can bring to, to, that, to that training, right? And when you're going on wrestling, yeah, you can go full throttle. You can go at 100% in training. Um, so in that case, if they want to take it to the ground, I honestly think Pereira is going to make it look so much easier in this one. Um, and actually, no, sorry, not easier. I, I, I the word is dominant. Um, because last fight was a close fight. I saw Izzy winning it up until the point that he got hit, but he wasn't winning every round because there, there, I believe one round was, was very close. It could have gone the other and then Pereira won one other round. But he was checking Izzy's kicks better than anyone else, obviously, because he's is he's a legend in the kickboxing world. So I think he's gonna he he's he's working on mixing it up a lot more. Uh he's he obviously he's coming in fucking heavy and he's coming in as a tank. I feel like his only downfall in this will be his gas tank. And that's honestly it. But I got Fedato winning it, bro. Four and oh. And it's sad to see that. But hey, as I, I just style makes fights right, and I just think he wins that ten out of ten times. There you go. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's hard to argue that with the history of their fight. So, I mean, we can say uh, Knuckles. You got an opinion on that one? Um. So, initially when the fight was announced, uh, I said Pereira would win. Um, and he has – they both have realistic paths to victory. I think it's a, it's a pick em fight, really. Um, because I don't think it's so one-sided that, you know, you can, I can, it's hard for me to pick either or. Um, because coming out, you know, you could, you could say that Pereira is just going to be on top of it and say that I think he would be smart if he'd be aggressive from the get-go. But at the same time, Izzy's probably expecting that because I think Pereira will come out very aggressive in this one. Um, but I think Izzy's going to expect that. And I think we're going to be seeing a lot more counters. And that's what Izzy's really fucking good at is countering. Um, I mean, he almost put him out in the first round of the first fight. Um, I just think that – I mean, there's a lot of things to say about that rivalry. Um, I think that a lot of what loomed large in the last fight was the fact that he'd already lost to him twice. And, again, I mean, going into this time, this fight, you know, you're, you're, you've lost three times to the man. And uh, But uh, Robert Whitaker was famous for saying – that or not only him, there's a lot of people that said it too, but like he's the one because he's my favorite fighter. So like it comes, it comes in, you know, clutch when he says it. But uh a lot of weight is taken off of you when you lose the belt. Like you're not Izzy had so much pressure, especially going into that fight, because he'd already lost to him twice. Um and he was the champion and he had been judged for having boring fights recently, you know, and um that what happened to the old Izzy and this and that, you know, and um he was a little more exciting in the last fight. He went out there. He had a little bit more fun. He let his hands go a little bit more and, uh, you know, cost him in that fifth round by not being more defensively sound. Um, anyway, I could wax poetically on this forever. Um, but I honestly, again, it's a lot with a lot of these fights. It's super close and it's hard to make a decision, but I'm actually going to pick Izzy. I was initially thinking Alex, but I'm going to pick Izzy um, because I think, Izzy is one of the greatest middleweights that has ever competed and one of the best just high IQ fighters that's ever competed. Alex Pereira is a kickboxer that has power. That's what he is because – and that's what he'll be at the end of the day. He's not going to be one of the great champions. And, you know, you could say that he could go in and try to mix it up, but Izzy's been training mixed martial arts for – fuck what? He's been in the UFC since 2019. So, yeah, he's been training grappling for quite some time. Alex Pereira has been in it since 2020, like late 2020, maybe. After 2021, I think it was 2021 is when he came at the UFC. Um, very obviously hasn't been really training grappling much. Obviously, he's been training with Jailton Almeida, but Rome wasn't built in a fucking day, like our boy Treshawn Gore said. Um, and I don't think over seven months' time he's going to learn enough from Jelton Almeida to make him an elite level grappler. So I think we're going to see Izzy mix it up um, and we're going to see Izzy play it safe. Um, and he's probably going to get a decision win. And if he doesn't want a decision, it's he's probably going to knock him out because Alex is going to get over aggressive because he's going to be super confident, which I don't blame him for, but he's going to do it in the wrong way at the wrong time. And he's going to get caught because we saw in the last fight, he almost got caught. So Israel Adesanya, I'm a predictor. Very confident in Adesanya's grappling. 
when he doesn't utilize it. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying though. Is like I think we're gonna see him utilize it. Uh, that's, and that's another thing is they started about a year apart, and yeah. Pereira does train with way better grapplers, way better Brazilian jiu-jitsu guys. Also, ones that are very tall and lanky. Arasanya has a lot of shorter guys in his gym, um, so he, it's very hard for him to uh, grapple with people his height, right? Um, Carlos Holberg. Well, what I was going to say it's was – That's true, Carlos but Holberg, he's not, he's not, he's not a isn't grappler. He trained, isn't he trained by yeah. – uh, You're saying they never grapple in the MMA? I'm not saying they, they never, never grapple. No, 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 no. I said that he's not having the same level High of levels. You can't, you can't, you can't sit here and compare like Carlos Olberg to like Jelt and all that. Yeah, you, you, I've got a question. Though. I've got a question though. So, uh, so Izzy's trained by um, Eugene, right? Eugene Berman, isn't he? Yep. Yeah. yeah. So everybody going into the uh, Volk and Islam fight was like, "Oh shit, he has no chance because he can't grapple." And then what did he do? Yeah, he trained, he trained, that's he trained, not he his. Trained. That's not his head coach. That's not his head coach. But, but no, not. but but I'm. But what I'm saying though is he trains in the same gym. No, he does not. Well, I, mean, but I know, but like they tra- they have trained together and they have. Like, they have, like, but that's not the same thing. That's is he trains with? Is he no, trains well, with the Jolo brothers? Well, let me let me get to my point. Is I guarantee, like, <laughs> is he's not going to show what all he's done in this training camp because he's not fucking stupid. We haven't really. Heard much about what he's doing aside from he got a face tattoo. Okay. Yeah, yeah, he got a, yeah. He got a neck tattoo. What I'm saying is, right. I guarantee this motherfucker went training Craig Jones. I I will bet the fucking house that he's Different, been training. Though. Craig it doesn't. That just does. does, does but again, but again, I don't think I don't. But I don't think it matters anyway it because doesn't. they both have been tra- they both been training with grapplers. Yeah, but what I'm you saying got is, Izzy I, think, I, think that, I think that Izzy's right. the better grappler. I think Izzy's the better grappler. I don't agree. I don't. Didn't Pereira take Adesanya down in the last? And Izzy fight? took him. And they Izzy took they him both down. took. Yeah, but they the thing is, you're, you're down, talking right? about you're talking about Israel Adesanya, who is one ninety five, probably walking around wrestling not with Craig even. Jones. Not yeah. even. He literally walks one eighty nine, one ninety. Even just, even it doesn't matter. That it it hurts my point, if anything. But I'm saying Craig Jones is a light, light, light. You know, jujitsu practitioner, and he's if if he's if he's training with like Adesanya, it's kind of like Treshawn Gore told us. Treshawn Gore told us that Superlek could show him techniques, but he couldn't he couldn't push him. Push him. He couldn't do anything to test him. Yeah. You know, you got Craig Jones that can show Izzy techniques, but he's not gonna be able to, you know, push him and really roll with him the right way. When you have Alex Pereira. You know, rolling with people like Jalton Almeida, you know, that shows and over way to Seda, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true too. And that whole gym, that whole gym in general, uh, and, and all of the weapons that they have in Brazil, they they have way way more. You know, weapons. Also, in Brazil. I, I just I want to say this real quick. Craig Jones is six two and one hundred ninety five pounds. <laughs> Okay, but the big boy. I mean, that's, that's fair, but he's I not just six four two twenty five. Is he's also trained with the Rutolo brothers? I mean, he he yeah. definitely hasn't been training. I I will argue with the point that Brazil has better grapplers. Rutolo than brothers, the eighteen year olds. I'm sorry, the eighteen year old Rutolo brothers. 
Yeah. Um, but I do think that um, I do think that that either way, if you're arguing like Izzy's and Alex's grappling, it's not. It's not. It's going to be like five or ten percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's not going to be high level. They're probably going to do when they're it's dying. Really, yeah. It's really not even worth us sitting here arguing their grappling because it's just probably not going to happen yeah. that way. It never has, even in their first or their first MMA fight. But anyways, what I wanted to say, like, just to kind of, you know, conclude everything, what, I mean, just what a card that we fucking have to talk about. <laughs> like, I feel blessed as fuck to sit here and talk about because a lot of these fights are going to be finishes probably. And if they're not finishes, they're going to be bangers. We got... Gerald Mearshart and Joe Pfeiffer, that screams a finish, whichever way it happens. Um, we've got Chris Curtis and Kevin, Kelvin Gaslam. That just screams to be a stand and bang banger. Um, we've got Kevin Holland and Santiago Pozinabiu. what the fuck his name is? I don't care. Um, um, Ponzi. Ponzinabiu. What the fuck is his name? I don't care. I hear somebody laughing at me. I don't fucking care. It's out. I don't care. Um, that's going to be a banger. Somebody's probably going to get finished in that. Raul Rosas Jr. versus Christian Rodriguez. That's going to be a banger. It may end up being like a grappling um, master class, you know, as far as, you know, even ability goes, but it's going to be awesome. Uh, Rob Font, Adrian Giannis, everyone knows that's going to be a banger. Gilbert Burns and Masvidal, that's going to be a banger. Alex Pereira and Israel Adesanya, that's going to be a banger. There's so many good fights on this card. We really did get absolutely spoiled with the card that we had this weekend. So, I mean, what a time to be an MMA fan. You know, what can you say? What a time. It's <laughs> a great time. We're spoiled, man. We're really spoiled. I'm calling everything off that day. I might even yeah. turn off my phone. <laughs> I, do I don't want to be day. bothered. I want to. I ain't gonna miss a single second, boy. From early prelims to the very fucking end. And literally, it's just great fights all the way around. We're gonna have good ass fucking drinks, smoke some good ass fucking weed. That's right. And enjoy this motherfucking fights, man. Because <laughs> hell yeah, it's a treat. I mean, it's a treat for all of us. Hell yeah, we doing. Living the life that we love to live, watching these fucking grown-ass men and women beat the shit out of each other. So, hey, this is a good weekend for it, to say the least. Um, yes, sir. Again, you know, Bourbon and Bud MMA, a like, a subscribe, a follow on any of our platforms helps. YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Pods. Uh, we're going to be posting some of the Treshawn Gore clips on the YouTube this week. So got to get around to doing that. Uh, it's going to happen, though. Uh, again, we appreciate uh, Ro hopping in on the uh, the uh, the podcast this week. He's a second-time guest of ours. We appreciate him hopping on. We'll have him more, I'm sure. Um, you can get him on Twitter at uh, Ro, uh, Ro Reyes. his name, just at his name. Um, he writes for MMA Sucker. MMA Sucker broke some news on a fight i think a couple of days yeah, ago it was so. the it was the michelle Pereira thompson yeah they broke Hell. that news so 
They're on the come up too. Yeah, they're on the come up too. Uh, And uh, you got Romelo Reyes writing for him. So uh, he's on the come up, you know. (laughs) We're always, (laughs) we're always uh, trying to support our uh, community, people coming up. And I mean, Roe is knowledgeable in the sport more than a lot of people, especially on the regional scene. We always have him on and uh, appreciate his uh, knowledge as far as uh, UFC goes, Bellator, all the promotions. The guy knows his stuff, so we appreciate him. Um, so I've got really, I don't know if you've got anything to say, but. <laughs> Sorry, I was kind of low energy uh, this week. Everybody that's listening and you guys, I'm. It's fucking tired. Uh, next pod will be better, obviously. I mean, I still think it was a good one. You know, we had our yeah. discussions and stuff, but uh, um, just a little bit tired. So I uh, had a lot going on recently. So, but we'll uh, we'll be back at it next week. Um, and who knows, you know, might drop a, depending on if we have any special guests, we might drop an interview here or there or something. We'll see. But um, like I said earlier in the pod, uh Catch me out at the Kansas City card on April 15th. If you guys are there, I will be there. Come check me out. I'll be the big-ass tall dude wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So, <laughs> My man got his fit planned out. You're going to fall asleep next to the fit like we did on the first day of school. That's right. Uh-huh. But yeah. I did that shit for my Vegas card. Boy, I was psyched having my fit planned out before I even hit the trip. That's right. <laughs> she was but next to and everything. Dude, for real. But thank y'all for watching, man. Thank you, Ro, for being on here. I love you, dude. You're awesome. You bring good energy all the time. Good positivity, buddy. Um, And great knowledge, man. Great conversation. Just a great guy all around. Don't ever forget that. Um, Thank you again, man. Thanks again, everybody, for watching. I hope y'all enjoyed this. Sorry for joining in a little bit late. You know, we out here slamming for the white man and shit. (laughs) I actually, my boss is Latino, so shout out to him, but you know what I mean. But uh, um, thanks again for watching, guys. We're going to have – it's only going to get better from here, we promise. And we're all very fucking grateful, all right, because it's only the come up, all right, yeah, I, I promise. And we're only going to get more and more fighters to come on here and have some great talks. And we're just going to keep on drinking and smoking, you know what I'm sure. saying? enjoying ourselves and talking some violence. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So thank y'all yeah. again, man. And y'all fucking y'all fucking keep killing it out there. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Much love. Bro, you got anything to say? Any closing remarks? Oh no, no. I was just waving. But um <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't think of anything. Um PFL's on, but I guess no one's paying mind to that. They shouldn't. Yeah. When is it even on? Is it like Friday or Saturday? Friday, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. A little, a little PFL pre-gamer. There's some heavy. Yeah. Hey, well, we appreciate you on. You we appreciate you have or appreciate you hopping on with us, bro. Um, like Anytime, like man. Alex said, you know, we appreciate your knowledge all the time and good energy. So uh, we'll have you on here again soon, I'm sure. But. Uh, to everybody, appreciate y'all listening. Um, we, like Alex said, it's only up from here. We've already had two UFC fighters. We're planning on a Bellator fighter here soon. Just making the scheduling work out. It'll happen uh, pretty quick. Um, but much love to all y'all. Um, 
don't have anything else to say, so I don't know. Y'all good? Yep, all good. All right, Very good brother. Ooh. Much Peace love. Out. Peace out. Peace out, right. baby. Peace out. Every day I spend my time drinking wine, feeling fine, waiting here to find the sign that I can understand. Yes, I am. So every day I spend my time.